Dave is no longer a part of his pack. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonves, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. Dave was finally... A Wait a minute. Who? Who? No. You're sure? Dave? D Aranda's still there. Who? That guy was in the house. Look, I'm not going to read the script if we don't know that this is accurate. Why would he have been in the house? Why was he even invited? It doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right. Why would we cast him? And it's Dave. Dave. D-A-V-E. Dave, yes. Dave. Uh, I, I don't know. Let's take lunch and figure this out because something seems off here. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I never knew you were such an NC State hater. This has uh, been enlightening the last 24 hours. I'm just hours. saying, if we're casting a coach's show, I don't think that guy's getting invited. <laughs> Dave Doran and NC State were yesterday's team. Dave, Dave got voted out of the house. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Um, he was a floater for sure. Nobody really knew he was around. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who are you? <laughs> right after Gundy goes, we're getting rid of this guy? Uh, all right, good stuff. All right, let's remind folks of the team so far. Nebraska 25, K-State 24, Ole Miss was 23. That started an SEC run. Arkansas 22, Tennessee at 21. Then you had Kentucky at 20, USC 19, Texas 18, 17, Wisconsin. Teddy, by the way, really high on Wisconsin. I was listening to his show the other day. He loves teams that play defense, TJ. I'm not sure if you know that or not. About really? That. I did not know yeah. that. Oregon 16. This week, OSU 15, NC State 14. Which brings us to today, the number 13. Ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is the Baylor Bears at the midway point of the countdown. The Big 12 reigning champs, TJ. The Baylor Bears come in at number 13. Countdown is always brought to you by the Carter Jennings Law Firm. Whatever trouble you get in, Carter Jennings can help you out. Interesting team, Baylor. Um... Obviously a dream season last year. They beat OU. They beat OSU in the Big 12 championship game with the uh, stop at the goal line. They uh, have to replace a lot of really good players on defense. Great defense that Dave Aranda had last year with uh, Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, JT Woods. A ton of production and experience and leadership that they've got to replace on the defensive line. They they are on the in the defense, and they got a new quarterback this year, Blake Shapin. So let's start with him because a lot of what you think about Baylor this year has to be shaped, pun intended, by this kid, Blake Shapin. 
looked really, really good in the Big 12 championship game, completing his first 17 passes. He beats out Gary Bohannon in the spring to win the starting job, but in the big picture has very little experience. He's a sophomore. Uh, is what we saw in the Big 12 championship game what we're going to get out of Blake Shapen, or was that a small picture and this kid is not going to be as good as a lot of people think that he's going to be? Uh, it's a big mystery, really. I, I mean, he looked. it's hard to have not been very impressed by him in his late-season appearances last year. So there's a lot of excitement around him going into this year. He's got, this will help, a very good and experienced offensive line in front of him. But the playmakers are new at running back and at wide receiver. Uh, running back, Tay McWilliams or Squirrel Williams likely going to be back there. Maybe the converted receiver, Josh Fleeks. This is the second squirrel we've had on the countdown, by the way, TJ. I think it was Tennessee that had a squirrel. Um Craig Squirrel Williams in the hunt to be the uh, starting running back at Baylor this year. But it's an unknown who's going to carry the load for them in the wide receiver position. A bunch of young guys, too. They've recruited pretty well. But just who the skill position guys are going to be that are going to be major contributors this year for Baylor is a big question mark. Defensively, I think they're going to be good. I mean, it's Dave Aranda. And they were great last year. But as I mentioned before, they've got to replace some major weapons. Now, the defensive line is going to be great. Siaki Apu is back. Big, giant, huge, space-eating defensive tackle. Nose tackle. They got Jackson Player from Tulsa. That was a big land in the transfer portal for them. But there are questions at linebacker. There are big questions on the back end of the defense as well. I think you've got to give Dave Aranda the benefit of the doubt that he's going to find some answers there uh, defensively, and eventually Baylor's going to be solid defensively, but you also can't ignore how much talent they lost. So big picture, should be very good on both lines. That That's a lot. Offensive line, defensive line should be very good. I think they've got a talented young quarterback haven't seen it doesn't have a ton of experience but i think he's gonna be good does he have the skill position talent around him for this baylor offense to be effective and what are they going to do on the back end of that defense with uh you know so much leadership that they lost who's going to fill in and take over for them there those are the questions this is definitely one of the best teams in the big 12 the schedule though is brutal this year, especially the road schedule. Listen to this. Road games this year, they go to BYU in week two, future Big 12 opponent. In the Big 12, they go to Iowa State, to West Virginia, uh, to Texas Tech, to OU, and to Texas. They've got to play Texas, OU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Iowa State, and BYU all on the road. Not a layup in the bunch. Six losable road games. I mean, they're not going to lose them all. Six tough road games. The home schedule is manageable. Non-conference, they got Albany, Texas State, OSU comes to McLean Stadium, Kansas is a win. 
Uh, Kansas State comes to them this year, as does TCU. So, I mean, I think they're good. you got to respect what they did last year. Uh, I think the young quarterback's probably a good player, TJ. But there are some personnel question marks about this team. And the road schedule is very difficult. Baylor, I think, is a contender for the Big 12 title, but I don't think they get there because there's just going to be too many losses away from home. Baylor at 13, too high, too low, or just right? Too low. I think they're actually a top-10 team. I think they will navigate some of this road schedule. I think potentially they could come into Norman undefeated um, that game in November. Uh, I love Dave Aranda. Last night on that Jeter documentary. Is it his electric personality? Well, that's what I was about to say. Last night on the Jeter documentary, they said that uh, Jeter played in New York and hid in plain sight. That's Dave Aranda. Like, he just goes about his business. He's just there doing his job. There's no emotion there with him. It's just, um, we saw that in the Big 12 championship last year. One of the great stops that you'll ever see in a conference title game. And there's just no emotion at all when his team uh, makes the stop and wins it. So uh, I like him a lot. And I think they'll potentially get back to that game again this year. And good portions of this season will be a top 10 team. I don't think they'll rise to the ranks of a top five. But I do think they'll float between 8 and 10, somewhere in there. So you don't have them too far off from what I'm thinking. But I would say a little too low. So you're telling me... Baylor is going to BYU and winning. Mm-hmm. They're going to Iowa State and winning. I don't know if I'm telling you. I'm saying I think they you can. You said yes. they're going to be undefeated. I said I think uh, there's a later. chance they could be undefeated. They're going to West Morgantown Virginia. and winning. Mm-hmm. They're going to Texas Tech and winning. I think they could. All before the OU game. Uh, ask me that question again after I see them a couple of times, but I think there's a yeah. possibility they could. Yeah, well. I mean, it's a possibility. That's a great a run if they do. I mean, that's a big-time matchup then because you hope OU's taking care of business as well up to that point. Yeah. Um, that's a clash of two, possibly top five teams if that's the case at that point. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right, uh, 7.47, coming up at the 8 o'clock hour, our buddy John Morris, play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears, is going to join us. We'll hear more about this year's edition of the reigning Big 12 champion, the Baylor Bears. Back after this. J-Mo! Play-by-play voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, joins us live now. Good morning, John Morris. How are you today, my friend? Good morning, Toby and TJ. I am doing great. Hope you guys are as well. We're doing good. We're doing, TJ, extra excited today. I know you listen to the show from time to time, but I we do. did not find out into today that he had a crush on Dave Aranda. This has been an exciting show. <laughs> Can I not think the guy's a great coach without you saying it's a crush, and oh, I find you dreamy. Think? Has word spread among the Waco community yet about the TJ's Dave Aranda love? You know, I will make it my mission today and for the rest of this season to make sure everyone here knows that, and especially good. when, uh, you know, the week of the OU game, I'll certainly – Make sure that that is brought up again. So, TJ, have no fear. I'll make sure everybody here. Uh, At least I'll be welcoming uh, Waco next time. So, Absolutely. I'll call Chip and Joe personally and make sure they know. So you may get a call from them also. Now, hang on. Chip and Joe belong to me. He can have Dave oh, Aranda okay. if he wants. But <laughs> I, I, 
Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Let's start with Dave Moran. CJ, I agree with you. I I guess I have a man crush. I'm going to guess there's a lot of people around there that agree with me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, look at what he's done and and just the way he goes about his business. And uh, he's just great. I mean, he's a perfect fit for Baylor. So I'm glad we've got him. You two done? You want to just talk amongst yourselves? Or do you want me to get off the radio here, TJ? John, you guys can just go on and on about Dave Aranda. I'll just sit over here quietly and daydream. Go ahead. Yeah, you're um, driving the ship. Toby, go ahead. Let's start with him, honestly, though. We see Stoic head coach on the sidelines, but you do coaches shows with him and interviews and all that kind is he does he have a I don't want to say does he have a personality obviously he's got a personality but is he I mean does he laugh does he tell stories what's what's he like aside from what we see on the sidelines sure uh he, he does and it's kind of my goal uh not that I need to be a jokester but it's kind of my goal to get a smile or a laugh out of him you know because yeah. I, I would like for people to see that it's there um it's there in private I guess most of the time. But, you know, in a, a coach's show setting, uh, you know, he, he lets his personality show through. And he's, uh, you know, he's just such an interesting guy. I've been here a long time, and he's really the most interesting coach I have ever worked with. He's such a deep thinker. He's such a, um, uh, you know, it's almost uh, like a philosopher who is coaching football. Uh, but he is very genuine, and he is very um, – soft-hearted toward his players you know you'll hear him talk about person over player and that is very real you know you see it in examples all the time with him so he is really really a good man and a really good coach also and it's just fun to to be around him the opportunities i have tj uh jmo says dave aranda the most interesting coach He's worked. It. Does that feel like a shot at Scott Drew to you? It feels like a shot at Scott Drew. <laughs> Might be. To me, TJ. Is that how you take? Yeah, that? I, that's how I take that. Yes. Yeah. That's Scott, how, that's Scott's in way. his own category. You know, uh, <laughs> he is very interesting in his own right. He might be the most enthusiastic coach I've ever been around, and uh, uh, but but interesting. You know, define interesting however you'd like. But yeah. Dave is certainly that. All right. Enough silliness. Let's it's talk not about a shot stuff. at Scott Drew. Let's talk. Let's take a. Let's talk about your football team. Um, what did you see from Blake Shapen late last season, and what is your you know kind of confidence level going into this year for him? Well, he's a very confident guy. You know, he came in our K State game late, uh, late in the season when Gary Bohannon went down with a pulled hamstring, and he came in the game. and And JJ and I on the radio said, "All right, we've been hearing about Blake Shapen. Now we're going to see what he can do." And uh, I think, I want to say when he came in, his first play was like a third and long, and he completed a pass, you know, and the drive continued, and we scored. And we said, all right, there's what Blake Shapin can do. So he is very confident in his own ability. Uh, It was a really uh, good, strong um, battle between he and Gary Bohannon to win the starting quarterback job through through, uh, the spring. And Coach Aranda, again, back to him, said that he would name a starter at the end of spring and everybody says, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Whoever's not the starter is going to transfer. But he said, no, I owe it to those guys to do that. So he named Shapin the starter, and Gary Bohannon transferred out to U, uh, USF, and we wish him all the best. But Shapin is, uh, he is, uh, he is very good. He doesn't have a lot of experience. Started two games, 
remember the Big 12 championship game started against a really good Oklahoma State defense and completed his first 17 passes of the game. It hurt his shoulder, and we had to hang on at the end. But uh, I, I like him at quarterback. I think we're in good shape there. Who do you expect to be his go-to guys at the skill positions this year? Boy, that is the question with Baylor because we lost uh, three of our top four receivers, our top two running backs. You remember how good Abram Smith and Treston Ebner have been the last yeah. few years. Uh, but those guys are all gone. So at, at running back, uh, Squirrel Williams is back. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Tay McWilliams is a running back. Josh Fleeks, they moved from receiver to running back. He's looked good. Um, so those uh, right now would be the top three running back, uh, either candidates or running back by committee. And then receiver-wise, uh, you know, Tyquan Thornton is gone. So uh, looking for some new guys there. Armani Winfield is a name to remember. He's a true freshman from the Metroplex who, who uh, looks really, really good. Still kind of feeling his way right now as a true freshman, but I think he could be good. Uh, and and how uh, uh, Presley is a receiver that I think will call his name quite a bit. Gavin Holmes is a sixth-year senior who I – think if he stays healthy healthy could be our number one receiver but he's just had a litany of injuries you know through his career so hopefully Gavin Holmes can get through a season injury free squirrel white at Tennessee squirrel Williams at Baylor just for all you listening to keep your squirrels straight this year that's where they are (laughs) oh boy you got Siaki Apu Ika and then you add Jackson player this defensive line looks Formidable. I mean, they were really good last year, but wow, this is going to be special. Pretty much all those guys are back, you know, from last year and adding Jackson Player, who's from Waco, Midway High School, uh, and transferred here from Tulsa. Uh, We talked to him after practice yesterday. But to me, it's a really uh, good, deep group in that defensive line. So, you know, you don't lose anything if you, you know, start, start three or four guys up front and then rotate three or four more in like that. So, uh, I think that's a real strength. Really, both lines, to me, are the strengths of this team right now. Mm-hmm. You do have to replace, though, a bunch of talent behind that. and Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard, JT Woods. What are you hearing as far as who the playmakers are going to be in the in the uh, linebacker and, and the defensive backfield positions? Yeah, that that's a real question because, you know, you remember J.T. Woods in the secondary, how good he was, uh, and and uh, we lost him and Petrie. Um, Petrie, by the way, may be starting for the Houston Texans this year, uh, so he's really made his mark yeah. there. Uh, Dylan Doyle is back at linebacker, and he's a real good middle linebacker to build around. Uh, smart guys, dad's a coach, uh, just really good in the middle. So he's the one you build around at that second level at linebacker. And uh, and then in some sec- in the secondary, Christian Morgan is back. So we've got some guys who have played. Uh, they just haven't been in front-line roles back there. So uh, I think we've got some players who can step in, but they're just sort of unknown and unproven right now. But I'm sure they'll get tested from day one. Yeah, I mean, the real question for me about this Baylor team, John, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Aranda will figure it out defensively, and Chapin's going to be good, and the lines are going to be great. This road schedule, though, is brutal. 
this year. And being able to navigate that seems like the toughest challenge for him this season. Yeah, no, that's a very fair point. Very valid. Uh, you know, last year the schedule fell about as good as it could have been. Uh, you guys were here. Texas was here. BYU was here. Uh, and now all those are road games this year. So uh, it is really, really tough. And, uh, you know, they've just got to have the mindset that, you know, their toughest games really are going to be on the road. Oklahoma State is in Waco. But other than that, the toughest games of the year are going to be on the road. So that is a really good uh, observation on your part, uh, noticing that schedule, uh, the road schedule, which is going to be really tough. I'm jealous you get to go to Provo. I hope in our uh, brief time with them sharing the conference that that will be an Oklahoma road trip because that stadium looks very cool out there. Have you been there? No, never. Have you? Yeah. Uh, we did basketball out there a few years ago and walked around on campus, so I've seen the stadium. But the last time Baylor played out there was 1984, and I didn't go on that trip. So I uh, haven't done a game from there, but golly, with the Wasatch Mountains out there behind the stadium, it is really, really picturesque. Pretty neat. All right, John, thanks for your time today. On behalf of TJ, pass along his best to Dave Aranda. Tell him I said mind. hello. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon enough. Thanks, J-Mo. Guys, appreciate it. Uh, TJ, autographed picture of Dave Aranda coming your way. Yes, thank you. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. See you, John. Have a great Bye. <laughs> you too. Oh, you cut him off. Uh, I forgot he uh, also called games for Kim Mulkey. So to say oh, Dave Aranda is right. the most interesting <laughs> coach he's ever, that seems like a bit of a stretch. <laughs> That's a good call on your part. <laughs> Talk about crazy uncle. <laughs> we'll be back. 